Greetings in the name of Christ today. Um, As the children heard me say, God says to you, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I love you. We all need this reminder. God does love you. Growing up, though, I didn't always, I didn't feel loved. I'm not sure if it was a generational thing or a holdover from the generation before. I don't know if a lot of affection was shown in the 60s and 70s, but I know some of my friends had affection showed to them, so maybe it was just my family. As I reflect back on my grandparents' generation, through my own childish observations and conversations with my parents, I learned that being told they were loved was not an everyday occurrence. And it wasn't an everyday occurrence when I grew up either. In a way, this made me sad because I realized my parents did not really know how to show love they weren't shown that they had no example of what to do or what to say. Hugs weren't big in my family growing up. My parents didn't hug us much. And my grandparents, according to my dad, didn't, didn't hug them, and they didn't really celebrate a birthday, which is odd to me. I, I don't know how many older folks... Um, my dad's 80 now, and he said they didn't celebrate birthdays, which we celebrated all my siblings' birthdays and, of course, celebrated my kids' birthdays. I became rather demonstrative with my own children and was very careful to remind them daily that they were loved whether it was a hug in the morning or at bedtime to say night-night. It was always night-night, love you. Teresa remembers. (laughs) They were reminded daily that they were loved by me. But how did I let them know that God loved them as well? They were, of course, baptized in the Catholic Church, received their first communion, and some made their confirmation of faith by eighth grade. But did I really let them know that God loved them as much as or more than I even loved them? I don't know. I Probably not, which I don't know how many parents out there, you know, when you look back, did you really let your kids know that God loved them too? Sometimes we forget. Did they know what baptism was even about? How many of us today can say we truly understand baptism? While preparing for today's message, I found some interesting facts I wasn't aware of. I thought baptism was just a Christian phenomenon. It was just a Christian practice, whether it was a believer's baptism or as we practice an infant baptism. I discovered that the Jewish people immerse themselves in ritual baths for purification before entering the holy place. So that was their baptism. This was a sign of their inner purification before they went into a holy place. So, 
baptism was fairly common in Israel's religious life. For them, it was a ritual bath before entering. The Essenes in the desert of Qumran also participated in ritual baths for purification. Now we see today that Jesus requested baptism by John. And John's baptism was different than the Jewish baptism. John was urging people to be baptized in preparation for the one greater than him that was coming after. So his baptism wasn't that inner sanctification, that inner purification. He wanted them to be ready for Jesus, the one greater than himself, who is ushering in a new kingdom covenant. This baptism is a once-for-all baptism, not a ritual bath practiced weekly or monthly. Can you imagine having baptism monthly or even weekly? We celebrate our other sacrament weekly, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, but we don't practice baptism weekly. That being the case, why would Jesus need to be baptized? Wasn't he pure already? He's the Son of God after all. Wasn't he born without sin? Last week we read about the wise men visiting the family of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. No mention of his childhood in any of the Gospels except Luke. And in Luke, it's when he's in the temple at the age of 12. He's lost or left behind. His childhood isn't important to his ministry begun after his baptism. We do know he grew up in Galilee in the town of Nazareth. His childhood wasn't important for the gospel writers because that wasn't the message they wanted to spread to everybody. Their emphasis was sharing the good news of Jesus' ministry. Jesus healed people. He took care of the hungry. He invited those on the fringes into his Father's kingdom. So again, why did Jesus need to be baptized? And even John the Baptist questioned him. He, he debated with him. And Jesus told him, no, I need to be baptized. His baptism was, was signals the beginning of his ministry to save Israel and all, all the nations of the world. It was a signal that he would do everything he could in all that was required of God and God's loving plan. We are witnesses. The gospel writers were witnesses to God's plan, even death on the cross. This is our hope and our salvation, and it begins with our baptism by water, which is our reception into the Christian community. Last semester in Systematic Theology 3, we studied the different views of baptism. 
There's quite a few. There's a huge, there's a variety of views, but I'll just share two of them with you. One was a believer's baptism, and of course, infant baptism. Most Reformed and Baptist denominations adhere to a believer's baptism. And I remember the professor saying, you know, I'm Baptist, but we don't do baptism. We don't We don't express that. We don't emphasize baptism as much. And and usually a believer's baptism takes place when a young adult says a prayer of salvation, inviting Jesus into their heart, and they decide to to dedicate his or her life to Christ. So then they have an immersion baptism, usually in front of a whole congregation where they're fully immersed. Lutherans, Catholics, and a few other denominations celebrate infant baptism. When I was baptized in the Catholic Church, it was to erase original sin and be received into the church community. I've learned that Lutheran baptism, the infant baptism, is a reception into the community and an endowment of grace through the word which is in the water of baptism. I also looked up, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with Luther's Catechism, but I looked up, I wanted to read what baptism was. And here, the sacrament of holy baptism. The first question, would any of you be able to answer this? What is baptism? Anybody remember the Catechism? Baptism is not water only, but it is water used together together with God's word and by his command. What is the word? In Matthew 28, our Lord Jesus Christ says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The answer to this question, does anybody know, what benefits does God give in baptism? Nobody knows. In baptism, God forgives sin, delivers from death and the devil, and gives everlasting salvation to all who believe what he has promised. Does anybody, the next question is, what is God's promise? Does anybody know what God's promise is? In Mark 10, our Lord Jesus Christ says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. How, does, how can water do such great things? It's been a while since we studied this catechism, huh? <laughs> it's not water that does these things, but God's word with the water and our trust in this word. Water by itself is only water. 
But with the word of God, it is a life-giving water, which by grace gives the new birth through the Holy Spirit. I thought it was a good reminder to go back and look at that baptism and what the catechism says. We have received grace of God through baptism. We are beloved by God and need to live this out daily. Let our light shine to all the nations, to our friends, our neighbors, and the strangers we meet. There's a sign at the entrance to our building. How many of you have read that sign or noticed it? Has anybody noticed the sign out? I believe it's this entrance. You have? Do you know what it says? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's another sign. There is that sign. But there is another sign out there that says, Love your neighbor who doesn't look like you, think like you, love like you, speak like you, pray like you, love your neighbor, no exceptions. Because our neighbors are all beloved by God. God loves all of his children, whether or not they come into this building, whether or not they believe. So we should share that love with them. Jesus did model this for us. The gospel writers shared what they witnessed or what they heard others say about Jesus. Can we live out our baptism? Can we model what Jesus taught for those around us? Our grace through baptism is with us every day and is waiting for us to find it inside of ourselves and share it with those around us. Amen.